Hello and welcome to Make It Rain. I'm your host, Kate Middleton. And I'm the corpse of Prince Phillips. <laughs> and Phillips. I'm Prince George. <laughs> with a voice that sounds like this. <laughs> okay, uh, as you can tell, those are not actually royals. This may shock you. I'm Hillary. I'm Elizabeth. And we're here with our very excellent guest, Zach Harper, who is a editor here at Yahoo Canada. The very talented Zach Harper. Hello. And we he's not actually Prince George. No, surprisingly. Shocking. Spoiler alert. And Gosh. we've been up for a lot of hours. It is currently about 2 p.m. We've been up since about 3 a.m. So mm-hmm. we're running on the adrenaline of an exciting day and a few alcoholic beverages that we've been indulging in. I've lost my voice. I fully gave my body permission to just quit on me as soon as the ceremony ceremony was over and it did so i apologize for this bluesy jazz voice that you're getting today it it gives us a sultry element that we don't always have on this podcast because we're just new it's our only our second episode you you can download us on itunes and listen all the time um okay let's get into let's get into good stuff let's talk about the dress drum roll please Mm -hmm. I was told last time my drum wasn't good enough, um, so I've improved it this time. What did you guys think about the dress? I thought it was awesome, really gorgeous, uh, timeless. She looked amazing, and like, I just think like she really stood out, and the veil especially caught my eye. And the the moment when Prince Harry just took her veil off was like my favorite moment. I was pleasantly surprised to see that it wasn't a blingy Ralph and Russo that we yeah. we had originally thought it was going to be. I apologize again for my voice, but you know, it was a British designer. It was, you know, she works for the House of Givenchy. Mm-hmm. It was very timeless, perhaps too timeless than I thought. Ah. But I think in hindsight we're going to see that it's like I mean, it was perfect. It was elegant. It was why are you laughing at me? It's just your voice. I know. I, I, feel, I feel so like I'm going through you. puberty right now. <laughs> but I, I really liked the timelessness, the boat neck. And you're right. The veil was, to me, the showstopper. We mm-hmm. did a piece earlier that Megan had wanted the veil to incorporate the 53 flowers of the Commonwealth, which I thought was just a nice way to tie in the whole you know, sense of duty with fashion. And it really was a showstopping moment. Yeah, and people kind of like people, some people said that her look was boring, especially compared to Kate's. But I mean, like, it was boring in the sense that it was more timeless. Like, Mm -hmm. it's something that you won't think is gaudy or out there in 50 years, which is very Grace Kelly. I have to kind of agree because Kate Middleton had a very Grace Kelly vibe. Mm -hmm. She didn't have the high neck, she had like a V neck. But when Kate Middleton got out of the Rolls Royce, I remember it taking my breath away. And but I remember like today we saw I feel so bad with this voice. You're doing great. When we saw <laughs> Meghan Markle in the car with her mother, we were both like aghast. Mm-hmm. Like, we were just shocked. Yeah. But I think like timelessness wise, it was Meghan Markle. But for the impact for me personally, Kate Middleton all the way. Yeah, I think you're right. And Megan did kind of bump it up with her tiara, not the Spencer tiara, which we also thought I might really happen. I really thought that was going to um, happen. For all of our, our devout podcast fans, we did a bet with Yahoo Canada Sports editor, Stevie, a lovely little little guy. You know um, what? We did it. And, uh, he scooped us. We did a poll with Stevie, the intern, 
And he really impressed me because he knew things like, he, we were like, Stevie, what were the sleeves going to be like? And he said, three-quarter length sleeve. And I was just shocked that He's he a, knew that. Stevie, if you're listening, we think you are a very fashionable man and you can come work for he us didn't, anytime. He didn't win, though. It was you and me tied. Ooh, so we need a tiebreaker. Shall we move into talking about all the emotional moments? Prince Harry, did he cry or not? I think people are kind of divided on this. Did he shed a tear? Why can't a man cry? Of course he cried. Of course he of can course cry. He can. I think a wedding but is the sure. perfect time to cry. Yeah, like I'm not saying can he. I'm saying did he? I think he did. I really think we saw a very emotional Prince Harry, mm-hmm. I, unlike Prince William, who was kind of stoic. You know, where Prince William faced the altar of the church of Westminster Abbey, Harry was more looking backwards, mm-hmm. trying to like find any sign that she was here. He looked like an anxious kid on Christmas, which I thought was so endearing. It was so sweet. And he looked like he did look so nervous. And like at, at one point in the wedding, he's kind of like fiddling with his hands and she reaches over and she like puts her hand on him. And I was like, it was so eh. sweet. Yeah. It seems like. They are just like super in love and in a way that's really passionate in a way that we don't see Will and Kate act because they're, you know, as we've talked about before, it they, they're they in line for King and Queen. They have to kind of put on a very stoic persona, but Harry and Meghan are really kind of allowed to be more fun and playful. And I think they just like they're obsessed with each other. And that's really sweet. Yeah, I feel like their true selves came out today. Like you could when when I was watching, I kind of felt surprised at how relatable it was to me um, because I'd, I've watched royal weddings before. Like they've seen kind of full of a sense of duty and a sense of like, I'm in line for this huge thing and this responsibility. And I mean, not that Harry doesn't have that because, of course, he's in line for the throne, but it just seemed like there was less of that heaviness and just more like an able to just kind of showcase who they really were and just be with each other and be present. Yeah. And we were even saying like, it kind of seemed like we were watching a wedding, but it wasn't a royal wedding because it didn't seem like it had all that huge amount of pomp and circumstance around it. Yeah. 100%. I think venue wise, moving it from the city center of London to Windsor Castle is kind of giving it a small town feel. Whereas Windsor, um, Westminster Abbey, where Prince William and Kate Middleton got married in 2011 was, uh, you know, that is where Princess Diana's funeral was. We've seen that on television so many times. So there was really this sense of duty. And, you know, I don't think coldness is the, is the fair word to say, but it was a formality. Whereas there was this kind of like small town feel about Meghan and Harry that we haven't seen before. At least I haven't seen before. And you really got the sense that they were in love with each other. Uh, So one of the things that we've definitely noticed is this difference between Harry and Will and how they kind of interact with their, their significant others. And it's not the first time that we've seen that, you know, Harry is kind of like very touchy feely. Like there's always been stories about how Harry and Meghan are really big proponents of PDA and they're always holding hands and they're always kissing. I read a story last week that was saying it was really hard to photograph Meghan Markle because she's always grabbing Harry's hands or looking into his eyes. They're never just kind of like wistfully gazing into the abyss. But they definitely, you know, you can see a difference between them. You can totally see a difference. And I think we knew coming into this that you're going to see a difference with venue because of Westminster Abbey being in central London and then being this more removed to the countryside. But Kate and William 
I don't want to say that they're devoid of affection because I really feel like you can see this sense of duty that's with them. And they, they show their love in the way they are affectionate towards one another when they leave the hospital with their children or, you know, just holding each other's hands in certain ways. But with Harry, it was much more relaxed. There was laughter during the ceremony. And I really, for me, got a sense that there was no pressure for this to be a historical moment in a sense, like a not a textbook moment. Do you feel the same way, Zach? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, you always get a sense with Will and Kate that there's kind of a sense of duty that, you know, there will, will be king one day. It seemed more free. Maybe there's but less, I, less but pressure. I think yes, that less pressure. Without a Kate Middleton, there could be no Meghan Markle wedding. No, for sure. I agree. Because Kate Middleton, everyone hyped up the fact that she wasn't, you know, had a lady before her name or she wasn't of nobility. You know, she was a commoner and that mm-hmm. was really how they promoted the wedding. It was like, one of us is marrying the royal family. Mm-hmm. And then Prince Harry took it to the next level with an American, a divorcee, you know, someone who's biracial. I mm-hmm. think that was really transformative in that way. So this wedding kicked off for us here in Toronto at 7 a.m. We were all here in the office at about... Four, four thirty, four forty-five. Much earlier than the sun was up, and so when the guests started to arrive, we were kind of still all in a trance. Like I feel like yeah. none of us were really. Mm-hmm. We were like, "Oh shit, it's a, it's happening!" One of the first guests that I remember seeing was Amal Clooney. There was no more excited moment for me than when I saw Oprah Winfrey. And she looked like, a little confused at one point. Like she, she didn't did. know where her seat was, and but I feel like it's only right that America sends its queen. To the royal wedding. Really the queen of the world, not just the queen of the world. When I saw her there, I was like, oh my God, this is monumental. That for me, that was the best moment. Serena Williams was there. Amal Clooney, Amal and George, um, Priyanka Chopra. The cast of Suits was there. The cast of Suits there to support their TV wife slash co-worker, which was really sweet. Yeah, and you know, like a couple of people like Carrie Mulligan and Marcus Mumford, I did not see coming. Tom Hardy, I did not think was going to be on the guest list. But I think that shows how much respect they have that they nobody in their camps leaked it. No, and they didn't. And really up until the moment that people started walking into the chapel, no one... Elton no one really John knew. was there. Elton John was there and he Victoria performed. Victoria and David. Yep. Victoria and David. And our Canadian royalty, the Mulrooney family. Uh-huh. Um, Jessica and Ben Mulrooney and their uh, brood of small, pale-skinned children. Or as Hillary likes center. to call them, Jess and Ben. Jess and Ben, my close personal friends and their... Two um, Damien children, <laughs> Malachi, <laughs> Snape, and <laughs> Draco, Snape and Draco. I forget what their actual names are John now. John and Brian. John yes, and Brian John and, and Ivy, and they were all in the royal wedding, and it was so cute. And the two twins actually kind of went viral, like when they were rolling up to the wedding, they're looking out of the car, so excited. You know what? I had my money on Ivy stealing the show because she's such a beautiful mm-hmm. little girl and she's such so a sweet, dramatic little girl. But 
John and Brian stole the show with their little gap tooth smiles and uh, the faces that they made behind Meghan Markle. When she's giving her vows, one of them pops up and he's just got like this the huge giggles. toothless grin. It's It was so cute. It's an awesome photobomb. It was the best photobomb that we could possibly have asked for. And it gives us a little bit of Canadian connection, which we always like. I think we like to feel good about being part of like a royal thing. Zach, what do Canada. you think of the Mulroney's? They all really added something to it. Like Jessica looked so happy to be there and just so, I guess I'm going to say it again, like just present, like really happy for her friend, like her best friend and like her kids just like they they were just loving it. Like the two twins just like looked like they there was nowhere else they would rather be in that time. And Ivy was just kind of like they all looked very happy to be there. And it just made me feel like. These people really all have a connection with each other that I thought was really obvious. And if you looked at it, you could see that they were just kind of just the vibes were just kind of bouncing off each other and they were all pleased to be there. So. I thought it would be a lot more annoying than it was. Yeah. But like I thought not annoying per se, but I thought Jessica would kind of have kind of more time in the spotlight. But right. like Kate, we saw her kind of go in at last minute wasn't really a big deal. She just kind of ushered the kids in and that was that and let Megan take the spotlight, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I mean, we had talked before about people had pegged Jessica as the obvious choice for the maid of honor. And then when that was announced that it wasn't going to happen, you and I had talked about she would be the person in charge of the bridal party. But I think, and the one thing that I, I stress when I see headlines about you know they say Meghan Markle stylist I really believe that these two are friends first yeah and it's just a stylist is like an added bonus of just Mm -hmm. a friend who knows fashion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just like because Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's how Hillary (laughs) is for me Hillary gives me tips on mom jeans but um (laughs) when you see Meghan Markle and Jessica Mulroney Jessica and Ben were ahead of Doria at the church, like Jessica was the closest person to Meghan Markle while she was getting married. And you don't do that just for a stylist. So to diminish that is to diminish their friendship. Mm-hmm. Last thing, favorite moments, guys. Let's start with you, Prince George. I got to say, when they were doing their vows and there was no obey, that made me just like, yes, because it's something that comes up still nowadays and it really shouldn't this i feel fundamentally this shouldn't be a thing that we're still talking about why is this a thing like i just the the fact that that they could just say what they wanted and it it made me pleased that that wasn't in there my favorite part was when the cameras panned over to megan's mom and she just looked like she was beaming she was so proud and it's especially there's been a ton of controversy this week around Megan's family and her mom, Doria, is someone yeah. who's never, never been that controversial person. She's always been there. She's always just been, you know, that that strong figure. And no, but that's so a good sweet. point, though. We should talk about that because that's something that we haven't talked about. I mean, in our first podcast, we we thought originally that Thomas Markle was going to walk Megan down the aisle. And then this week we had a will they, won't they? And it was a roller coaster ride. Yeah, really. It was a lot. And in the end, her father did not walk her down the aisle for a variety of health issues. Uh, she was walked down the aisle partway by Prince Charles, which I also really liked. But her mom was just there and so supportive. And it seems like they have a really good relationship. It was like seeing the mother of a bride at 
just your run of the mill wedding where you're just like so happy that your your kid has finally found that person. Mm-hmm. And that was really sweet. I totally get that. That was one of my favorite moments as well. I mean, obviously, besides like seeing a mall and Oprah, <laughs> um, one of my favorite moments was just feeling like the intangible connection that they seemingly have. I think we've always known that they were in love with each other. They've talked about this love story, but I haven't seen it. And then compared to other royal weddings that we've seen, it seems like there was really this palpable, obvious display of affection. Maybe I have my problems with Meghan Markle's hair. You know, the grade nine wisps in the front, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, it because I don't think that anybody like listening at home is going to be like, no, you didn't mention that. <laughs> but I really, I, I left the wedding and the broadcast feeling like these two people really love each other. Yeah, absolutely. Like the way they were looking at each other, even just in photos that you see coming out of the event was like, wow. You can't fake they that. Ju- you can't. It's just you have it or you don't. That's it for us this week. Um, we'll be back next week with some more royal royal goss, royal, royal topics, everything royals. Um, you can check us out on iTunes and Google Play. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 I feel like all of my points are just being taken out because of my dumb voice. (laughs) (sighs) Ah.